This morning we're going to look at Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37. And we're going to ask this question, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Amen. If you stand for the reading of the word, we're going to read verse 1 through 14. And then we're going to see what the Lord has for us this morning. Verse 1 says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold, there were very many in the open field and lo, they were very dry. And said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. There, uh, one of the translations, I, I really like the way it said it. And it said, O Lord, only thou knowest. That's the meaning of those ver- words. Verse 4 says, And again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones. And say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above But there was no breath in them. That's because God wasn't done yet. And verse 9 says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I'm just going to stop right there with the reading this morning. We'll go on and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your mighty power. I thank you, Lord, for your mighty spirit. Lord, there's nothing that you can't do. And God, just as you, Lord, was able to breathe upon these dry bones, Lord, as you were able to bring a nation that God had been decimated and God restored and bring it back. God, I pray that in this hour, God, that you would restore the nation that we live in, God. God, as we call out on you, God, that you would cause these dry bones to live again. God, that you would move upon our people. And Lord, in your church, in your house. And God, this nation will call upon you again. And it's all because of only your goodness and only you can do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Can these bones live? Can these bones live? This morning as we read that word, if you get a picture of what's going on, Ezekiel the prophet was given an insight into the condition of the nation of Israel. In fact, when he started in this book of Ezekiel, he was in Jerusalem and, and, and he was taken captive and he was moved to Babylon. Uh, the judgment of God was beginning in Israel. And he was trying to, throughout this book, you'll see that God gives him insight into the spiritual condition. Back in chapter 11 of Ezekiel, if you'll read it, God come to him in that chapter. And he's showing him that the leadership of the nation was indifferent toward God. And in fact, they led the people the wrong direction. And they were cold on God. And they weren't seeing the fact 
And what God was trying to do was trying to draw them back to repentance and they still took the people even farther away from God. And he was trying to tell them and prophesied that judgment was coming. He was taken captive into Babylon and 11 years later that exact thing come to pass and Israel, the nation, was destroyed. And we see that the, the walls were torn down, the temple was torn down and they were taken captive to all the corners of the earth. In this chapter, we see that there's another prophecy that he's being able to see. And God's given him a revelation of the fact that God was not giving up on his people. His people give up on him, but thank God God didn't give up on his people. Thank God because in the hour we're living in, we can easily see that our nation is turning its back on God in a quick way. If we look at it from just our four no more perspective, we'll miss it. But when we get the perspective that uh, Ezekiel's able to get, you're going to see that God didn't just tell him about it, but God took him right there and put him right down in the midst of it so he could see as he was able to see. This picture in this chapter is an example of God's ability to revive and renew his people. Our nation is so needing of revival itself. There is so many things. If you want a reason to pray and to seek God and the reason that we're uh, uh, never like never before calling on God that He would turn the heart of a nation, all we have to do is just look at a few statistics. Since 1963, we see that the Bible and the Ten Commandments has been removed from our school, in fact, from all public view. Can these bones live again? A growing number of U.S. church denominations have embraced the homosexual movement and embraced it even in our churches. Can we see God move and bring these bones to life again? Every year, 4,000 churches close their doors forever. Can these bones live again? Every year, 3 million church members stop going to church to never return. Can these bones live again? The United States is now ranked third with the largest number of people who profess not to be a Christian and only being led by the nations of China and India. The United States who was once considered a godly nation who served God, loved God, professed God and was mostly Christian. Now we're the third low at number of one people who nor people live here that says they don't believe in trusting God. Can these bones live again? Half the churches in the U.S. did not add one new member last year or the last two years in fact. Can we see God revive these bones again? Since the coronavirus just this very year hit our nation, 70% of people have never returned to the house of God. Can these bones live again? Our nation has, uh, uh, since the inception of uh, uh, the, the Roe versus Wade, since 1965, our nation has aborted 62 million children. That's been recorded. Can our nation live again and be born again. Our nations reject God's morality. Our nation has rejected God's word. Our nations rejected God's house. Our nations rejected the drawing and moving of God. Can these bones live again? If we've ever, all we've got to do is just walk down our streets. All we've got to do is turn on the news. All we've got to do is go to the big cities. All we've got to do is look at where our nation has came in such a short period of time. In the last 10 years, I used to say the last 20, not even 10. You just look in the last one year, this last nine months, and where our nation is this year. 
And it astounds me. And when we look at this, we have to ask the question, God, can this nation be born again? Can we see these dry bones live again? If we are, if we're able to see, and we're going to look at this message today, and we're going to look for some hope, and there is hope, but we have to, it's got to be God that does the work. Number one, can these bones live again? Dry bones can only live when God's spirit is stirring. It's the key. Is God's spirit has got to be the one that's moving. Verse 1 says in 2, says, And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me, talking about Ezekiel, out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by round about. And behold, there were many. you gotta, you got to see the word very there. It's in that verse twice. Very many bones in the dry valley, an open valley. And there were very dry. What do we see in this picture? It is a picture of hopelessness. If you see it now, you've got to realize that the, he's, he is now a captive in Babylon and the Spirit of the Lord, when God's Spirit is going to move, God's Spirit gets hold of men and women's lives. He gets a hold of someone that he wants to move. God's the one we're going to see that does all the work. It's not because of who we are. It's not because of how good we are. It's not because of what we've done that's going to cause God to move. It's because of His own glory and His own name. He will stir people to get a hold of Him and to stand in the gap for other people. He'll use us if we'll let Him. But as He looks across the earth, does He see hearts that are troubled in people that He can stir? We see that He got a hold of this man and He was about 580 miles away from Jerusalem. But there was no limitation on the Spirit of God. God's Spirit took him and carried him outside of Jerusalem. And he set him down in a valley. And this valley was full of bones. It was like a great army had been defeated and killed and left there in the middle of that valley without being buried. And their bones were strewn all over the place. And it was a picture of helplessness. It was a picture of hopelessness. It was a picture of judgment. And this is exactly what had happened to the children of Israel because they turned their back on God and He wooed them and He drawed them and He tried to save them. God always offers mercy before judgment. And they chose not to listen to what He had to say. And all of a sudden judgment came because they rejected Him even more. And we see this picture. And if He didn't just tell Him about it, but He took Him across the entire valley from edge to edge walking through these, hovering over these bones to where he could see this massive need. Oh my God, his heart was troubled. His heart was broken because of what he's seen. And he knew that this was a hopeless situation because it says there was very many and they were very dry. Has your dog ever dug up an old bone or something in your backyard and you see it and it's just so dry and brittle you can tell it's been there a long time. And when you ask that question, and he asked him this question and we're going to look at it in the next verse, is it their hope? And so we see that there is in ourselves there is no hope. In ourselves there is no hope. We can't see how we can't turn the nation's heart. We can't do it. We're concerned. We can pray about it, but we can't do the turning. It's got to be God. Only when God stirs is there able to be a move. Hallelujah. And what does God do when He stirs men and women? He lets them see as He does. He lets us see the condition. He causes us to be troubled to where we say, God, you've got to move. And our heart is never going to be the same when we see the way He sees things. And then when after we see, He wants us to feel it as Jesus did. Jesus, what did He do? He, when He seen Jerusalem, He wept. 
Paul, as he looked at others that he had a desire that they would be saved, he made a statement that's almost unbelievable. He said that I would pretty much would cast myself and myself be a castaway if you just saved them. He, in other words, he's saying, Lord, more than anything in this world, more important than even me in my relationship, God saved the nation. He had such a burden. Why? God let him see as he did. And in fact, I found a quote by John uh, uh, Elias uh, talking about his homeland of Wales in 1841. This is what he's seen in 1841. What could they say today? In 1841, he looked and says, They walk in darkness without knowing whether they go. And the ministry leaves them in that condition. Oh, how sad. God, no doubt, is hiding himself. There is strength, light, warmth, whatever his grace Wherever his grace and presence is found, oh, that he would return to us for his name's sake. Oh, that he would turn to revive us. We have deserved this on account of our great iniquities. But he can visit us in his grace. Oh, that I might see one gracious and powerful divine visitation in Ainsley, which is where he lived before I sleep in death. He had a burden for the land that he was living in for revival to come. And today in, the, in our churches that there would be a cry. Oh, God, that you would revive America again. Oh, that you would turn us from what we have been doing and from the judgment. Oh, Lord. And, this, and when he does that in our heart, we have to see that the only source of help we have is the Lord himself. He's the only one we need. And he's the only one that we can call out upon because there is nothing this world can do to turn the hearts of people other than the mighty move and spirit of the Lord. We see that God, in the chapter before, a powerful chapter that talks about right before, and it kind of ties into this one. And it's talking about God is looking at the sins of his people. And what he's getting ready to do here is not because of how good they are. It's not because they repented. It's not because that they turned back to him. But it was because the glory of his own name. God said, I've not, you've forgotten me. You've cast me away, but I've not forgotten you. Let me read to you two verses. Ezekiel 36, 22 in 23 that tells why God is getting ready to turn the tide. It says in 22, Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes, O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen whither ye went. Verse 23, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, which I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. He's saying that even when you were cast out in judgment, instead of you calling out on me, instead of you repenting and turning back, you still profane my name even in the other lands. But I'm looking at you and I see the judgment that's come upon you. But I've not forgotten who you are. And I still love you and I'm still going to draw you. And it's not because of who you are and what you've done. It's because of who I am. Thank God in my life there's been many a times God should have cut me off. And God should have said, no, you deserve it. And I did. But God said, because of who I am, I'm going to give you mercy one more time. And so we're looking for God to give us mercy in this hour. And so dry bones can only live when God's spirit is stirring. Can dry bones live again? Can dry bones live again? We're going to see that God also, that the only, our only hope is dry bones can only live when God's Spirit is working. 
God's spirit must be working. Verse 3 says, And he said unto me, Son of man, you've looked at this. I've made you see all this great mighty pile of bones that are dry and brittle. And he asked him a question. Can these bones live? Can these bones live? And looking at it with his eye, you would say the same. If he asked you that, if he asked you in our nation, can our nation be revived? Can our nation be restored? Or can these bones live again? We look at it in ourselves. And in ourselves, it would be, Lord, I don't see how it can happen unless you get involved. And he had the same answer, Lord, I don't see there's nothing we can do. This is as bleak as it gets, Lord. This is a picture of bleakness that I'm looking upon. But Lord, only you know the answer to that. If you get involved, if your spirit is working, is the only hope. And we see that that's what God wants to do. Listen, in this chapter, there is, there is a word that comes up ten times. And it's so important. You're going to see that the only hope we have is this one word. And it's translated into three. It's the word in the Hebrew, ruah. And that word Hebrew is translated into three words in English. And you've got to make sure you understand it because it makes a big difference of what it's being translated. Because in the, in the Hebrew, this word ruah is translated into the words breath, wind, and spirit. All three of them are used in this chapter. God's spirit, His breath. His wind of the Holy Spirit is the only hope that our nation has to bring us back, to draw us, to do a work in our life. And it's the Ruah of God is the hope. And it's got to be working and moving for us to see the glory of God moving. Psalms 104 tells us about uh, this. It says in verse 29, talking about what happens whenever God turns His back on us, we know that He's our only hope because it says, Thou hidest thy face, talking about God, and they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die, and return to their dust. Thou sendest forth thy ruah, thy spirit, and they are created. And thou renewest the face of the earth. The only difference between destruction and mercy and grace and strength that's springing forth in revival is the ruah, the spirit of of God that blows within our lives. And so we need God to blow again today. We need His Spirit working in the nation we live in because there's nothing. I can preach all I want to. I can say whatever I want to. We can pray, but unless the Spirit of God's out moving and working and drawing hearts and lives, He'll never, we'll never see this nation revived. Can these bones live? Number three, dry bones can live only when God's Spirit is speaking. God's Spirit is speaking. He tells us in verse 4, He talks about that speaking. It says, Again, He said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He's pointing to the word of the Lord, saying you've got to hear it. Why? Because there's life in these words. Verse 5 says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. I will lay sinews upon you, and ye shall bring forth flesh upon and, and will bring forth flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. He's saying there prophesy son of man. Tell these things that I'm getting ready to tell you. This word in the Hebrew is Hanabi and this word means preach God's word. 
It's God's word. In my words, there's nothing. But when the word of God comes to you, and when you're going through something, and, and there has been times when I was going through something, and I may have told you this, I was on a Sunday night, and I was sitting there, and I just led singing, and, and a man was preaching that I didn't ever hear before, never seen him since. Not long before I came here, going through a few things. And this man came up to me, I led singing, I come down to my pew, I still worshiping the Lord, had my eyes closed, scared me to death. All of a sudden, some guy come up beside me out of the, didn't even know he was coming, he said something to me, and I kind of jumped a little bit, and he was real sheepish, but he said, let me tell you something, I don't know if this will help you or what, but the, he was getting ready to preach, and nobody, everybody else still worshiping God. He said, the Lord told me to tell you, and he gave me a word, and it hit the mark right down the middle. It was this, this word, this, this word, God's word, that causes there to be life. All of a sudden, encouragement filled my soul. Why? Because God was speaking. God was speaking. When God speaks, you can take it to the bank. Can you imagine? He's telling this man. He's sitting here looking at a pile of dry bones. And he's telling him to prophesy. Tell these bones they're going to live again. Why anybody else would have brought the people with the white jackets and picked him up if they would have heard this. But he knew who was saying it. Therefore, he proclaimed it. God's word has power. In this hour that we live in, there needs to be the power of God. I'm not talking about stuff that's user-friendly, that tickles people's ears, that they want to hear something that makes them feel good, a message that comes and says God's getting ready to bless and God's getting ready to take you and you ain't going to have to do anything. All you got to do is just show up and God's, and you don't have to give anything. It's not going to cost you anything. You don't have to pray. You don't have to do anything. God's just going to make everything. You're going to have a brand new Cadillac in your driveway next week your house is getting paid off next week uh everything your health's gonna you're gonna live to 112 all these things hey you know what we can say those things but there's no power in them unless the spirit of god is behind them and when god's word goes forth listen i can tell you what i remember preaching when i was a young man that would cause me to sit on the edge of my seat that i was sitting there trying to mess around and i couldn't because god was dealing with my soul so strongly why because the prophecy the word of god anointed with the spirit was hitting the mark in my heart and life i couldn't get away from him it's those very moving word of God that gets a hold of those people that we're praying on. That word of God has got to go forth. Whether it be something that they see and they read. Whether it be something that they, how many people has been getting ready to take their life and get in a motel room to do it. And they open up a drawer and find a little Gideon's Bible. And when they open it up, God speaks his prophecy, his word to them in their heart. And he offers them hope and all of a sudden their lives. Why? There's power in the word of God. And so what he's doing here, he's saying, you proclaim my word. In your own self, it'll, you'll look like you're being stupid. It'll look like, Lord, how in the world is this going to do any good? But you need to remember who's the one saying it. I'm going to do the work. You just give the word. You give the word. And so it's powerful. We need to understand that this, this Hanabe is a word that says preach God's word because it'll hit the mark. It'll do it every time. So this morning, I've got a question for you. Can these bones live? Can these bones live? Number four, dry bones can only live when God's spirit is drawing. Only when his spirit is drawing. Oh, how many of you, uh, how many in this place, I doubt there's one of you can say you got saved without God's spirit drawing because that's the way we get saved. 
We come in the house of God. We had no intention of doing anything. Maybe we was just getting somebody off our back. Maybe mom and dad, maybe a friend, a husband and wife, whatever it was. We just come to put our time in. And while we're there, God's spirit is drawing to where all of a sudden we are challenged. And that word is a living word. And all of a sudden there's a drawing that happens. We've got to do something about it. God wants to draw, and He did here in this, these verses we read. There was a drawing of these bones back to where they were supposed to be. They, these, these people were, had been cast out. And, and in fact, when this, these verses was written to Ezekiel, it was one of the most lowest times in their history. There was no hope. It looked like their, their land was destroyed. Their people was all over the four corners of the world. Their hearts was more indifferent than ever toward God. And if you looked at it, they were a byword, Scripture says. They looked, people looked and said, look at this. Look at this. This God. We, they act like there was big stuff. They act like there was big stuff. And look at all the things that they act like their God could do. And yeah, it looked pretty good for a while. But look, they're no different than anybody else. Look, they're nothing. Our God's is greater. And we see that they're needed to be a drawing. And when God's worth goes forth, He moves and He draws with His Spirit. Let me tell you something. God fulfilled what He said here in these verses. God's prophesying through Ezekiel and saying to these people, I've not forgotten you. And if you'll look in prophecy, he said that when you turn your back on me, I'll call you back from the four corners of the earth. I will make you a nation again. I will have you turn back and the whole world would be able to be amazed at what I've done. Why? Because of what I've done. What? Because of who I am. Because of my, that the whole world will know I am God. Because, and listen, we, we've seen in our own lifetimes, some of, some of you in your own lifetimes, I, I wasn't here for this, but we got to see the final fulfillment of this in, in our lifetimes when we see that in, in, on May 14th, uh, 1948, there was a proclamation. David Ben-Gurion, the head of the Jewish agency, proclaimed the establishment of the state of Israel again. It hadn't been a nation. It, they they were, did not have an official nation. He proclaimed it. And on the exact same day, our president, U.S. President Harry Truman, recognized that nation on that same day and they become a nation again. And the people, all these Jews from all over the world, even from the United States, started gathering back to the land of Israel. It continues even through the day. We see that uh, just two years ago, this May, President Trump made a, a bold move to move the United States Embassy back inside of Jerusalem on that same day to commemorate the 70th anniversary of this return on May 14, 2018 to coincide with their Declaration of Independence. God's word is being fulfilled even in the hour that we live. And he didn't turn his back. And though the world was loved to... In fact, for a while it looked like we was turning our back on them. But the rest of the world would like to see them snuffed out. But God says the world will know that I am your God. They cannot come against you. They cannot defeat you. Why? Because I am your God. And so he drew back to where this great army... This mighty, powerful army was raised back up. And today, what a small little country who's able to defend against all these nations that surround them, who hate them. And we see that God will draw with the Spirit. God will perform it. And He will do the same in our nation. 
God will draw people back into his house if his ruah is going forward and his spirit's able to move and draw and the word's going forth, he will cause hearts to come back to him. Our churches, again, can be filled with people who are hungry for God, who's not looking for nonsense, but they're looking for a real outpouring from a holy God. If God's spirit speaks, then God's spirit will draw. God's spirit will draw. But listen, just filling a house is not good enough. Just getting your church membership. Now, a lot of people, that's the everything. Uh, that how many do you have? Let me tell you how many more I've got than you've got. But you can have a house full of people and they're full of numbers and bodies, but they're still dead. In this verse, we see that, uh, that the bodies were reformed and every bone come to his bone and every, all this sinew and flesh and muscle came back and skin covered it, but they're still dead bodies. They're laying there. There's such potential, but there's still one lacking thing. One ruah is still left for God to do that he can make these, this nation rise up. And what is that? I got a question for you. Can these bones live? Can these bones live? We see finally there in verse 9, we see that dry bones can only live when God's Spirit is blowing, when God's Spirit is feeling and moving. Amen. Verse 9 says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, Ruah, and breathe, Ruah, upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied and commanded, and he, as he commanded me, and the Ruah came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Hallelujah. Oh God, was this because they deserved it? No. Was it because of how great and wonderful and faithful they had been? No. It was because of what God's name was going to be lifted up. God has favor and God remembers his people. And God heard the prayers of his people. And God was going to bring back because he wanted to raise his nation back up. And because in this nation that we live in, we deserve the judgment that we face. We're sitting here in a nation that the stock market has dropped and it's coming back. But we see there's a pestilence upon the land and people are sick and dying. We see that jobs are just floundering and there's such confusion confusion of what tomorrow holds everything's in question we see the judgment of God particularly in the areas of the most sinful the areas that have turned their back on him the greatest have pushed him out there's when the judgment is the greatest and so we're looking at God what are you going to do and God has the answer to this question can these bowls live again yes if God's spirit is moving and blowing and indwelling his church again we see the same exact thing happen in Acts chapter 2 as we finish today. We see that the church, he had, he had, there was people praying and people seeking his face. And he said, you go to that upper room and don't you do anything. Yeah, you've got zeal. You've got everything that you need in the flesh, but that's not going to get the job done. The only way I can move, the only way you're going to change the world that you live in is when my spirit fills you, you go and you wait in that upper room until my ruah fills you and comes down and touches you. And we see they stayed in that upper room for 10 days calling out on God, waiting for the promise. They had the bodies. They had the church. They had potential. But what they were waiting on was that final ruah, that spirit of God. And we see in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, we see the fulfillment of that. And suddenly, 
Suddenly there came a what? A sound of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. Hallelujah. God filled with the Ruah, the Spirit of God, indwelled His people, and all of a sudden the church was born, and the nation started going out, and souls were saved, and people's lives were transformed. Why? The Spirit of God filled them. First there was the preaching that let them hear and know that there was something different. Then there was the drawing, and then there was the indwelling of His Spirit. In this hour that we live in today, the question we've got to answer, God, can these bones live? And the answer is resounding, Lord. The, the verdict is still out. But the answer is this. Yes, it can. If God's people will call out upon His name. If He will let us, Ezekiel, as, as He was able to do, to be able to see the breath and the, the great need of our nation. And God's looking for people who will sit there and not just be indifferent. Who will say, I've heard it before. Who will say, I've, I've heard you say that before. But God's looking for people who will be hungry. That says, God, you've got to move. I see the need. I see the distinct need of our nation, God. We don't want to be cast out. We don't want to see destruction. I don't want my children to go into eternity without you. Lord, you've got to move with your Ruah, your spirit, your breath, your Holy Spirit, your power. God wants to do it. And God will do it. And God can do it. And it will bring glory to His name. It will bring glory to His name. So this morning... The answer to the question is, can these bones live? If God's involved, He can do anything. He can do anything. Listen, this nation has been a nation that has always been a light for the kingdom of God. And now we see that the majority of our nation has turned their back and doesn't want to even profess Him. But God still remembers the prayers of the people who've been calling on Him. God sees those prayers that happened before service. God sees those prayers in your prayer closet. God hears that. And God's answering and saying, yes, I can move. Yes, I can turn. And God can do it. And so we are going to depend upon Him. God, you've got to move. We need it. We're desperate. We've got to have you move because the way we're heading is the wrong direction and we're heading there fast. Let me tell you something. Our nation is not like it is right here. This doesn't a good valuation of the nation and the heart of our nation. Our nation is in desperate need. Our heart, there is generations of young people who is running to drugs and sex and alcohol and everything else in the world. They're looking for anything. They're looking at everything because they've got a hole in their heart. They're searching to fill it with everything this world has to offer. And the only thing that they've never got to experience is the thing they need the greatest is they need to see the church reach out and the Word of God, the, the, the living Word of God to go forth that gets a hold of heart, that they can draw them. And when they get a hold of God, it transforms their life forever. That's the answer they're looking for. It's none of these other things. I ran from God. I looked at all the other options. And I was trying my best to find it in anything else. And I was left undone and empty every time. Only to be able to say, God, nothing satisfies me like you. Nothing ever satisfied me like I did as a young person in an altar calling out on you. And it's only going to be when God's Spirit moves again. When God starts moving. Lord, we need revival today. We need revival today, God. God, stir your people. God, stir your people. 
God, start right here in this place to stand this morning. God, move with your Holy Spirit in presence. God, today, God, that you would stir us. God, that we would see the need that we have. Almighty God, that you would let us know that there's so much more. God, you want to blow in our nation. God, you want to bring revival to our own families, to our community, and to a nation. God, you want our leadership to glorify your name. You want everything that this nation does to be a light for the rest of the world. God we know that you've blessed us because of our stance with Israel but almighty God we need you to bless us God with a move of your spirit God that you would pour over this land in such a way God that you would shake this nation God not with judgment but God with a move of your spirit all of a sudden God there would be convicting power God again that Lord we wouldn't be able to enjoy our sin backdoor deals almighty God finding pleasure in anything else but God that our nation again would feel the glory of God the conviction of God the power of God that you would be lifted up God stir a nation start today stir a nation and bring them back to you oh Lord stir this nation let a cry go out even this morning from your people oh would you pray with me will let there be a cry go out Lord for this nation and God that our churches instead of trying to entertain almighty God would get serious with you and call out on you holy God that your mighty power would flow again. God, that there would be such a hunger. God, there would be a drawing of your presence and spirit. Almighty God, do it this morning. Do it today. Stir a nation, God. And let us see your glory. Let us see your awesome power. Do it, God. Do it, God. Don't let us wait. God, don't let us wait. God, but let us see your glory. Let us see your presence. Almighty God, today, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Almighty God, have your way. Have your way, God. Let us get serious with you. God, let us get hungry for you. God, let us listen to you. Oh, God, let us let you draw us, God. And Lord, that our hearts and lives would meld in the presence of a holy God. Lord, who loves us, who wants to draw us, God, who wants to turn our hearts, God. Oh, Lord, there's so much more, God. Oh, there's so much more you want to do. Lord, in this nation, God, we need revival, and we need it today. Holy God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah this morning. Hallelujah. As Priscilla comes this morning, I want to ask you a question with your eye. Everybody's heads bowed just for a minute. We can't go any further. We gotta, we've got to ask this question. Let me tell you something. The first thing God wants to do is He wants to open our eyes. And when His Word goes out, He wants to touch hearts and lives. And He wants to draw. This morning, you may be in this house and you may have said, well, I, I've, I've been praying or I've been doing some things. But this morning, I've realized I really don't have the relationship with God that I need. I don't have a real relationship with the Lord that I really desire and this morning I want you to pray for me because I want more my heart's hungry for more and if that's you this morning no one's looking but me and I pray this morning just raise your hand pray for me brother pray for me hallelujah I see it hallelujah oh this morning I, I'm calling out Lord I want you to do more in my life hallelujah if that's you anyone else this morning God's looking God knows if he's stirring hallelujah I see it hallelujah I see the hands almighty God Lord 
Lord, that you would work. This morning, I pray that you would, as this altar opens up, that God, even those that didn't raise their hands, would come up and stand and say, God, I want you to have your way in my life. God, here I am. God, you move. I want your spirit, your ruah, to move in my life. I want you to transform. I want you to save my family. I want you to save me. I want you to transform me. I want us to see revival like we've never seen before in our land. God, instead of news reports of all the despair we're going through, that we get reports of revivals breaking out in the middle of these cities. Almighty God and Lord, even in our land. Almighty God, this altar is open this morning. And those that are hungry for God, those that says, God, I need more. God, those who says, Lord, here I am, God. I want to be serious before you. I want you to blow with your ruah with my life. Oh, I want you to move, God. I want you to move in my life. Hallelujah. Oh, find a place this morning. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. God, for these souls, God. Lord, for all these souls, God. Can these bones live? Yes, God. Yes, it can live, God. If you're able to move. If you're able to blow. If you're able to move with your mighty spirit, oh God. Lord, let us call out on you with all of our heart and mind and soul and strength. Oh, do it, God. Stir, God. Stir with your mighty power. Bring revival. Start here, Lord, in every life. God, as their hands are lifted up, God, that you would move. God, that you would move, God. That you would stir. God, that tears would flow down. God, that your glory would fill this place, God. Oh, Lord, we wouldn't be indifferent. But God changed. Almighty God changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, move. Move, holy God. Move, holy God. Move, holy God. Move in our young people. Move in our young people this morning, God. Stir hearts and lives, God. Oh, Lord, let there be a hunger. Lord, let there be a move. God, move, God, in all of our lives. God, that we would call out on you. God, each and every one, God, as your hands are lifted up, as they call out on you, Lord. God, that there would be such a mighty move of your presence. God, such a transforming mighty move of your power. Oh, God, stir. God, let revival break forth right in this house, God. Let your glory, oh, God, move forward right in this house, oh, God. Lord, let us not be satisfied, oh, Lord, from yesterday. Oh, God, or what our parents and grandparents got. But, God, we would get a mighty move of your presence. God, a stirring, God. Flow in this place with your power. Flow in this place with your glory. Flow in this place with your glory. Oh, God. Do it, God, right now. Oh, God, shake us. God, shake us this morning with your glory and your presence, God. Oh, I don't know Oh, God, do it, God. Oh, Lord, right now, Lord, you see each and every life. God, you see each and every heart. God, as we call out on you, God, transform us, God. Transform us, God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that you would move, God, in such a way, God, that not a one of us would leave here unchanged. 
God, not one of us would leave here undone. Oh, God, move right now. Blow with your spirit and presence. Almighty oh, God, hallelujah. Oh, we call out on you, Lord. We're looking to you. We need your help. We need your strength. We need your spirit. We need your renewing. We need your power. Oh, God, to blow through this place. God, you're the answer. God, every situation they face. God, you're the answer in every situation they're enduring. Almighty God, you're the answer. And God, you'll stir and use us. God, if we're hungry for you. Almighty God, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, move. Oh, Lord, move with your power. Oh, Lord, move with your glory. Do it, God. Oh, God, satisfy. Lord, the longing of every life and heart. Satisfy, God. Oh, Lord, you are a satisfier. Lord, your presence and spirit. God, not only do you draw. God, not only do you move. Almighty God, but you transform. You change. You fill. You stir. And God, just as you did in Acts 2, do it in this place. God, let your spirit go forth. Almighty God. Lord, move with your power. Move with your power. Move with your power, God.